new on Curiosity Street. Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare. You will never work in this town again! It's Titans, the rise of Hollywood. And Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. This is Charlotte McGuire again, your host for the New Heights Show on Education. And I am truly thankful. And the fact that we're talking about concerns with Common Core and our children, I want to ask a special appeal for, from you today to give thanks for our children. And I am honored again to have with me Pamela Clark, the founder and director, New Heights Educational Group, Incorporated. Pamela will co-host with me today as we talk about concerns that led to Common Core. Well, hello, Pam. Hello, Charlotte. How are you? How are you? I'm good, thank you. you. How are you? Oh, greet our listening audience today. Hello. Well, first of all, yeah. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Oh, that's okay. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. First of all, let me uh, start off by saying to everyone, I think last week I said something about parents being uh, true partners to the education process, but it's more than that. Our children are a divine trust. Um, According to the preamble to our Constitution, God endowed them with certain unalienable rights. So there's something within our children. Every one of them have the inherent potential to succeed. Every child is born with a unique and a specific purpose that only they can accomplish on this earth. And with that sacred trust, all of our parents have the right and the privilege to train, develop, and advocate for your child's holistic development. 
and that's being sure that you have the right educational op- options and opportunities as well as those that will serve them for the rest of their lives. You know, plus, as a parent, and I'm sure all of you agree, we want our children to be able to think for themselves. We don't want them to go along to get along. We want them to succeed and thrive among citizens of the world. But the question became in this country, how do our children stack up against children of other countries? What is the academic achievement of our children? And it grew to a nationwide concern that America's K-12 education began to be addressed by the governors of the United States of America in 2005. And they were concerned, and through their governors' association, uh, they were looking at the U.S. students dropping further and further behind most industrialized countries, which included China and Japan. As a matter of fact, it was noted that China and Japan were blowing the U.S. away in math and science literacy. So where does all this information come from? Well, the Program for International Student Assessment, known as PISA, not pizza, but PISA, coordinated by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, has measured performance of our 15-year-old students in math, science, and reading literacy every three years since 2002. And in 2012, the Program for International Student Assessment administered the assessment to 65 countries and education systems. In addition to those participating in the U.S. sample, there were three states, Massachusetts being one, that opted to participate as individual education systems. And so they extracted separate samples of their students' public schools records and included it to obtain a state-level results. And you know what happened? At that time, in 2012, 29 educational systems scored higher than the U.S. average. And Massachusetts, and that was one of the states that participated independently as a state, scored above the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development average, as well as the United States average. The Program for International Student Assessment data also showed that there were 35 countries' educational systems that scored lower than the U.S. So we had 29 above the U.S. and 35 below the U.S. So the question becomes, uh, national standards, do they make a difference? And as a matter of fact, for Massachusetts, Dr. Sandra Stosky, who was part of the validation committee and refused to sign off on common course standards, had set up the gold standard for language arts in Massachusetts along with the assessment where their students were outscoring most students in the United States. So, Pam, when you think about all of this and hear all this information, my question is, 
do national standards alone make a difference in a student's academic performance, or are there other factors that impacts a child's proficiency level and development toward educational goals? I think it depends on the type of school the child is attending for their education. I don't think that one um, one thing alone makes a difference in the child's performance. Our, our parents um, that are in the American educational system as a whole have been forced out, in my opinion, of their child's education um, at a very young age. And the schools say they want parent input, but they don't really, you know, um, give the parents the tools to be part of it. So unless they're homeschooled, I would say um, no. <laughs> and you're you're pro- and you're right. As a matter of fact, there was a study by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology where they showed that um, marriage is a key to closing the education opportunity gap and encouraging strong family units as a key. And even uh, as you suggested last time, I went back to one of Brianna's uh, shows. She's one of our host audience that um, does programming on the New Heights Educational Group, and she had as a guest Isaac Moffat, and the show was entitled America, American versus Foreign Education Systems. And Isaac Moffat is the principle of what they call the great educational struggle. And one of the things he noted is that as a country, the U.S. spends $14,000 per pupil on education, say compared to someone like South Korea, which spends only $3,700 per pupil, yet South Korean students score higher than U.S. students. So when we look at that, is money a big difference in terms of per pupil costs, and are there expectations, say, from the parents or teachers that would make a difference, Pam? Pamela. You know, that's interesting. I because I know that that thirteen to fourteen thousand per pupil that also depends on the state that you are in and also the district you're in. So there's some states that do not make even nearly that amount per pupil. Um, I know in Ohio, in northwest Ohio, they don't make that per pupil unless they have a special need. Uh, So it it really depends, and they spend more money per pupil in richer areas than they do in poverty areas. So that number really does depend on a lot of different factors. But um, we believe that the expectations that are placed on the students are flipped around to what they should be. Uh, New Heights believes in catering to a student's interests and talents, and I'm not saying there there shouldn't be a diverse, you know, education, but we do believe in, in giving, you know, many different subjects, and we do believe in, in the student having the diverse education, but... If a student says, I want to be a pre- the president, then we should give them the re- resources to explore that. Teacher expect- expectations, um, there are many types of teachers in the U.S., 
educational system, and many of them really do care and want to make a difference, and they work hard and really are the unsung heroes. But there are some teachers um, that just like they are, just like there are some parents that have their head buried in the proverbial sand. So, you know, it's a it's a two way street across the board. I mean, some people really want to make a difference and some people are afraid of change and they fight it so but that doesn't help anyone might as well or students and i and i and i agree i think the parents want the best for their children even parents of special needs children or parents that even if the parent has behavior health issues you know because we've dealt with some parents that have addictions but if you ask that mm-hmm. parent if they want something better for their child than they had for themselves they will always say yes and with teachers i agree with you teachers want to do the very best and bring out the uniqueness and the giftings and the possibility thinking of every child they come in contact with and when we look at what we do in the United States of America and other countries, I think parents from other countries have the same concerns. And what I'd like for you to do and our audience to listen to is a concern from a mother from China. She said Common Core is the communist core that she went through in China. Listen up to her testimony. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Hello, my name is Lily Tang Williams. I am a Chinese immigrant with three children living in Colorado. I have the youngest daughter, 15 years old, uh, who is a high school sophomore student in a local public school. I'm here to tell you, Common Core really scares me. It reminds me the communist education I had in China growing up under Mao's regime. When I was in school, starting first grade, we would chant every day, long live Chiang Mao, long live Communist Party. And we had a nationalized controlled education by our government, nationalized curriculum and nationalized standards. Our teachers had to teach to those standards and teach to test. All our teachers would lose their job. Our parents have no choice when it comes to what we are learning. There are no parental rights. And we would uh, require to write diaries and turn over to teachers for review. The privacy concept is something I never heard of. And in our diaries, we're supposed to do self-criticism, and we're supposed to report on others who have a political incorrect speeches or thoughts, including your neighbors, your friends, sometimes even your families. It is a very sick system. Anyway, for our entertainment, when holiday comes, we will be required to sing songs 
and uh, do revolutionary dances to dress up like minorities or in soldiers' uh, uniform to thank Chiang Mao and the Communist Party and saving us from poverty. Even though we were very poor ourselves, we could not even have enough food. The government also used the household registration system and the personnel file to keep track each citizen in China. I had a student file, and this picture of me in middle school in red guard uniform is a picture they keep in my student file for eighth grade. The file will document all the details about you as a person, as a student, and your family, where you live, your political class, what kind of grades, what kind of behaviors, and awards you get, punishments, any disciplinary actions against you, political incorrect behaviors, speeches, and uh, of course, that uh, they also put some a teacher's opinion recommended you there. Neither my parents nor I ever saw those files. And those files follow me and follow all other kids from first grade all the way to college and then to our future jobs until you die. Without this personnel file, I think it's difficult for you to get any kind of job. And uh, I broke the system by coming to the United States. They could not track me anymore. But the file is still in China. They sent my file actually to my hometown, public store somewhere. So even though I'm here, sometimes I feel haunted by my file. And it's really worrisome that uh, Common Core is collecting children's data in this country. It really scared me that, uh, and that's going to be shared with also government agencies, with employers, with private corporations. So our children become a target for corporate profit and become experimental subjects for education. And the government then has all the control on every child in this country, even on every adult. And some people say, we are doing common core because we want our system to be like China. Chinese children test very high, which is true, but they are trained to be test takers, not to be critical thinkers. There's another story from China side you don't know. Chinese children are very miserable. They don't have much life. They don't have time for extracurriculars like arts and you know athletes and community service. And from each level of school, from elementary to middle school to high school, they're all standardized tests you have to pass, or you will be falling behind. You will be held back. And I remember when you graduate from high school, there are national tests too, or you don't graduate. So everyday study is about preparing to pass those tests. And high school kids are even more miserable because the pressure to perform, the pressure to pass college exam, which is once a year nationalized exam, for three days. And if you screwed up one time, it's like your life is done. You have to come back next year to retake the exam. That's the only way you can go to college is to pass this nationalized college exam once a year. Lots of people spend money and time to give their kids extra study time at night by going to other private training preparation schools. And sometimes on the weekends, high schoolers have 12 to 14 hours a day. What kind of life is that? 
also when it comes to national curriculum, Department of Ministry in China, of course, carry out the central government's uh, guidelines. They have to take a politics as requirement, one of the subjects starting after middle school. And what is the politics? It's nationalized indoctrination. And there are some kids who graduate even from college today, don't know what China history is really about, don't know what Mao did during Cultural Revolution. 50 million people starved to death, even though the party said it was caused by natural disasters. And then the students don't know what happened in 1989, Tiananmen Square massacre, when the government ordered soldiers to kill its students. Chinese did not own any guns. They still cannot own any guns. So even though the citizens were against the massacre, they could not do anything. So why we want to be like China? Because if you look at how many Nobel Prizes winners from China, educational system zero. While U.S. is ranked as number one for Nobel Prize winners in terms of medicine and science. So do not just think test scores matter, it's everything. That kind of system actually suppresses free mind. It kills innovation, it kills the joys of learning, and there's no creativity. It makes our teachers become test givers, make our students become robots, test takers. They're taught to conform, to follow, and they are not going to challenge authority you know, when they grow up. Is that what we want for America? And I thought I came to this country for freedom and for the individual rights and liberty and to be left alone by the government. But now, how can I let my child go through the same thing? I went through in China. So Mr. President Obama, Mr. Gates, and Mr. Jeb Bush, you're pushing for common core. Can you convince me? to go through this again in this country? Because the common core remind me of the communist core I had in China. Why should I let my child go through this again? Remember the famous saying by Abraham Lincoln. He said the philosophy of the schoolroom today will be the philosophy for the government next generation. If we really want this country to remain, to be land of the free, home of the brave, then we need to stop common core. So parents, please opt your children out now. Teachers, please speak up, have courage to refuse the testing. All Americans who love this country, please join the fight before it's too late. Let's fight together, let's unite it, repeal common core. Thank you very much. Pamela? Hello. My name that, is Lily Tang Williams. Pamela, if that is yes. not a wake-up call for America. Now, here is a, a Chinese parent that has migrated or would be considered an immigrant here mm-hmm. in America. She's become an American because of the liberties and opportunities that exist for her children to be free and to express mm-hmm. themselves, to develop into the unique human being that only they can become to be creative. And she, mm-hmm. here Miss Lily is telling us, do we want Common Core for our children? Mm-hmm. This is a wake-up message. 
it really breaks my heart when I listened to it the other day. I wrote you and said that. And, you know, a couple of things come to mind as I'm listening to her, our own American history and and the things that we have overcome and the things that we offer to the world the, by thinking differently, by having control of our own destinies. And, and now that has been whittled away, whittled away, and whittled away. And also, I know for a fact that we were talking about money earlier and the cost per pupil. I know we have a student right now that's taking eight courses with us as a high schooler. We're helping her, her mother and father with educating her, and we provided tutors and everything else. And she's been with us, I think, since November. And she's paid us over $120. And I can tell you that we've made more of a difference than the charter school she was in before us and the public school that she was in before that. And she'd tell you the same thing. In fact, her words are, we're a lot more practical than those other places, even though we're not a school. You know, the guidance that we give it, and for very low amount of money. In fact, they they were trying to pay me more, and I actually had to tell them, you know, you don't have to pay this. You know, like what I mean, <laughs> this isn't, you know, this amount's fine. And you know what I mean? So it's for us, I know that the amount of money that we charge isn't even a fraction. I mean, no one's ever even paid us $1,000 for one student, N- nothing even close to that. But the differences that we're making compared to what the educational system is making, is, there, there's no comparison. And, and the results and I that we're getting, yeah, and the results we're getting can't even be measured on their scale. Their scale fails in comparison to us, and I stand by that statement. I know a lot of people are like, "How can she say that? She's not even a school." Well, it's true. Well, you know what? If high state standards lead to indoctrination of our children, parents need to wake up. And as a matter of fact, in preparation for next week's show, everyone in the listening audience, you need to discover what is your governor's position on Common Core. Because next week, we're going to talk about why did the governors of the United States of America opt into Common Core. So we're running out of time, Pamela. Unfortunately, this was a great topic. Uh, So I will see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.